Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Common Sense with Dr. Ben Carson. Well, welcome everyone. Ben Carson here with another episode of Common Sense. And uh, have you ever thought about what's happening when our corporate leaders spend more of their political time with these agendas than producing products and services, which is what they were established for? And uh, why is corporate wokeism? so harmful to society and bad for business. And we are very fortunate to be joined by Andy Posner. There's no one who probably speaks more eloquently on these subjects than he does. Uh, you know, it started with political correctness. You know, when I spoke at the prayer breakfast in 1997, not the one in 2013, but in 97, I talked about how political correctness was going to get out of hand and play a large role in destroying our society if we didn't understand what it was and if we let it continue to control us and to control our speech and to control our thoughts and now to control our businesses. So it started with political correctness. It entered into the boardrooms of the largest corporate entities in our country uh, sort of uh, calling it corporate social responsibility. I remember being on the corporate social responsibility committee on a couple of different uh, Fortune 500 companies. And now it's called ESG, Environmental, Social, and Corporate Governance. So who is behind all of this wokeness in the boardrooms? And how do we fix it? Well, this, this, I'm, glad you're, I'm glad we're talking about this. It, it really is a, um, a, the most fundamental challenge to our, our core values, our, uh, our constitutional values that, that we faced in my lifetime. Uh, and it really comes from these large investment fund managers uh, that control incredible amounts of stock. And it's interesting, they control this stock not because they've spent their own money to buy it, uh, but because they use our money to buy it. If you've got a 401k plan or a pension plan or a mutual fund or really any kind of investment product at all, uh, you are likely invested with companies like BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, which added together are the number one shareholder in 90% of the companies in the S&P 500. 
And if you just take BlackRock alone, it's the first, second, or third largest shareholder in 90% of the companies in the S&P 500, again, using our money. And they vote these shares to implement this progressive uh, economic and political agenda called ESG investing, which is radical environmental policy, critical race theory, HR policies, putting people on boards, not based on their qualification or their merits, but based on their race or their sex, which is something I've been fighting against my entire career. And it, it, it threatens our democracy because it's really a shortcut around the democratic process. These are things they can't get done at the ballot box. So they're using their vote as shareholders to compel American businesses to adopt these policies. It's a threat to our economic freedom because they use this power to compel CEOs in various companies to enact policies that take them away from a focus on the success of the business, takes them away from a focus on profits, to focus on uh, on these, again, these progressive agenda items. And it's a threat to our individual liberty because they use our money to do it, which is really the thing that kind of riles me up here. You know, if it's you know, if it's Bill Gates yeah. or, or uh, I don't know, George Soros or Mark Zuckerberg, at least they use their own money. These people are using our money to implement a progressive socialist agenda, and it's uh, it's infuriating. That's exactly right. And, and what is it uh, for our listeners that the Black Rocks of the world can do to a company that says, that's a bunch of crap, I'm not doing that. What, what, do, what power do they have? Well, let's take Exxon, for example, which I think everybody knows is a fairly large company. Back about a year ago, a small uh, hedge fund, which was an environmentalist-inspired hedge fund called Engine Number One, decided that they were going to try and put environmentalists on Exxon, the largest energy company, the largest fossil fuel company in the United States, with oil prices surging, right? Oil prices going through the roof. They want to put environmentalists on the board of Exxon. Well, anybody with any sense was sitting back and saying, well, that, you know, that, that can possibly happen. The management opposed the appointment of these directors. Well, BlackRock and Vanguard voted in favor of putting these environmentalist directors on the board of Exxon. And that's where they sit today. They won election to that board. Now, once that once something like that happens, I can tell you, having once been the CEO of a large publicly traded company, that when your largest shareholder comes in and says, you know, Andy, look, we really need you to take a look at this. This is a policy we want you to implement. And I say, well, you know, no, that I, I can't do that. It takes me away from I got to focus on running the business and getting generating returns for my shareholders. A lot of people have their retirement income tied up in this company. Uh, and they say, you know, Andy, you ought to take a look at what happened to Exxon. You know, you might not be so happy at your next shareholders meeting if you don't listen to us. So you get, and I'm not saying like all CEOs resist this. You know, take the CEO of Disney, for example. I mean, what a disaster. You've got a company, you've got a company that its stock is down like 25, 30%. It's, it's positive ratings are down like 53 percentage points. Why? Is it because they got bad amusement parks all of a sudden? Is it because they have a bad brand? No, it's because the CEO of that company decided to pursue these woke policies. Their main goal being to overturn this law in Florida on gay rights. You know, they call it uh, don't say gay. Well, they, it, that's right, because the bill doesn't say gay at all. It doesn't make any reference no. to the term. But that, that's their corporate objective. No wonder their stock is down. And that really is a breach of their fiduciary duties, I believe, to their shareholders to generate profits and to, to maintain their, um, their, their broad-based audience. So I'm not saying all CEOs aren't inclined this way. Some are inclined this way, maybe the CEO of Coke or American Express. But even apart from that, there's this pressure from these huge investment firms 
where even if that's not what you wanted to do, there's going to be extreme pressure on you to adopt these policies. And now they're trying to extend it even to states. States can't get credit if they don't adopt ESG type criteria. So we're really seeing a widespread influence of this really horrific uh, leftist, progressive, collectivist policy. Well, you know, I've sat in on many of those board meetings and uh, listened to the angst of the CEO and the other C-suite executives uh, because, you know, they would really like to get on with the business yes. <laughs> and not be concerned with all of these things. And, uh, you know, let's talk about capitalism for a minute here. You know, capitalism has almost become a bad word these days uh, because of the left's philosophy, which has infiltrated so widely and had the media as its uh, uh, supporter. And it's been very problematic. But if you really want to stop and be objective, capitalism has provided the mechanism for millions and millions of people, not only in this country, but around the world to emerge from a state of servitude to a, a point of independence. Uh, it's done that much better than any other system has ever done in the history of the world. So there's really, in my opinion, nothing wrong with capitalism. It's just that it needs to be mixed with a dose of compassion. And as long as you mix it with that dose of compassion, it is extraordinary. And I think about, uh, you know, the benefits that, that I've had in, in my lifetime. Uh, from living in this country. I've visited 68 different countries. I've lived overseas. There's no place like America. But if we take our companies and we take that capitalism and then we add mix it with socialism and control, um, and, and when you start having the companies actually carry out the will of the government, isn't that fascism? <laughs> Isn't that what we're starting to engage in in this country? And, and I, I just hope people can actually recognize it before it's too late. Well, this is, this is again, like socialism, and that, that's a great comparison you brought up. Like socialism, this ESG investing is an attempt to put power into a small group of elites. With socialism, it's a small group of government elites. With ESG investing, it's a small group of financial elites. And your point on capitalism couldn't be more true. You know, if you think about capitalism, how do you succeed in a capitalist economy? How do you get ahead? Well, you only get ahead by coming up with the products or services that other people need at a price they can afford to pay. In other words, you succeed in a capitalist economy by meeting the needs of other people. And the real driver of that is the ability to improve your life the ability to profit, the ability to move forward with your life. So you move forward in your life by meeting other people's needs. You know, that, that's not greedy. That's not a horrible system. That's a system that encourages you to go outward, to meet the, need, meet the needs of other people. In a socialist economy, you're focused on your own needs. You're trying to figure out how you can get the most you possibly can from a limited supply of goods or services that the government makes available. So if you're in line for bread, let's say bread or gas or medical care, you're not thinking about the people in front of you or behind you in that line. You're thinking about yourself when you get to the end of that line, how can you get the most for yourself? And you do that by meeting the needs of political elites. In a, in a 
capitalist economy, you do it by meeting the needs of general consumers. That's working and middle class, everyday Americans. It's why Henry Ford made Fords for the common man and the common woman. It's why Steve Jobs came up with the iPhone uh, for everybody, not for government elites. And it's why Jeff Bezos' Amazon is so successful. It's successful because it meets the needs of everybody. You're not trying to meet the needs of a, a limited number of government elites. When you get into this ESG investing, it really is the socialist side. It's a way the socialists can attack the economy and try to take control of that, as opposed to taking control of it through the government. And we're going we're gonna to lose what we, we, Barack Obama said exactly what you said. He said it in 2015. He said, we don't dispute that capitalism is the greatest wealth creator in the history of the world and that it has lifted billions of people out of poverty. Well, why on earth would you want to mess with a system like that? I mean, when you redirect modern corporations away from meeting the needs of other people, away from trying to generate a profit, towards trying to accomplish these socialist goals, you put this entire system that has lifted so many people out of poverty and you put it at risk. And I, I, that, this, is, this is what ESG investing is about. And I said, it's, it's a really, really significant risk. It's, to me, it's worse than the threat from communism. Because communism, we, it was always from outside. Like we thought we could win. Now, you and I are of the same generation. We were always afraid back then, but we thought, we, we thought America could withstand this outside attack. This is that inside attack that we've always heard so much about. This is, you know, the way you beat capitalism, the way we're going to be lose is, for, is being attacked internally. This is that attack. This comes from inside and it's very, very dangerous. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So, you know, we've got all these wonderful things going on in the energy sector. And uh, I understand that there are others who believe only in green energy. And everything must be green energy, and we have to have it, and we have to have it now. What do you think are the possibilities of people being able to actually work together? Take what you have to get what you want. Uh, we've got fantastic uh, natural fossil fuel resources. We can use that to protect ourselves as well as our allies overseas. At the same time, be working on renewable energy resources. And then as they become, uh, you know, economically feasible, just integrate those into the system. 
why is that a hard concept for people to understand? Well, maybe you're talking about common sense here, and that was about the most common sense statement on energy I ever heard. Maybe we need some uncommon sense because this, this green energy thing has become a, uh, a religion, really. It, this, you know, cl climate change is uh, there was actually a bank that fired somebody for giving an approved speech just yesterday uh, where he said that the, uh, the threat from the climate, uh, the climate uh, change thing is, is, is exaggerated. And uh, and they actually approved the speech and then they fired him for giving it. This has become so it's almost endemic in the, on the left. You can't talk to anybody if you in any way question their position on the climate. But if, if what happened with with uh, Ukraine, it, where, where we really if we hadn't driven up the price of oil, has anybody asked a question? Could Russia have invaded the Ukraine if the price of oil had been hadn't been so as high as it was? You know, Ronald Reagan brought down the Soviet Union by uh, by driving down the price of oil, which really hurt them economically. And then what, should we really be buying oil? I, we're not reducing our consumption of oil. They're just causing middle and working class Americans to pay more for it. And we end up empowering not only Russia, but Iran, Venezuela, countries that really, even Saudi Arabia, who currently isn't much of a friend to us. I think under President Trump, it was becoming more friendly and would have probably ended up with a peace treaty with Israel had he, had he remained in power. But they're not friends of this administration. Do we want to keep empowering these people? No, what we need to do is to generate uh, uh, energy production in the United States. You're absolutely right. We were energy independent. We could be energy independent again. And I'll tell you, if President, if President Biden would just simply stand on the White House steps and announce to the world we're back in the energy business. We're going to be granting permits. We're going to be granting leases on federal land to drill. We're going to be putting in pipelines. We're going to be encouraging, not discouraging banks from, le from lending to oil companies. The price of oil would come down because this is a supply and demand problem. And when the world anticipates that supplies going up, the price comes down. You don't even have to have more oil. You just have to create the sense, the anticipation that there will be more oil and the price will come down. But I, I don't think this administration, to get back to your point, I don't think this administration is capable of even doing that because they, the, the, you know, the, uh, the left, the squad, they'd come after them with daggers if they tried something like this. So we've got an administration that has taken the, the wrong position on this. It's politically unable to move. And the, United, the, the people of the United States, voting Americans, need to change that in this upcoming election if we're going to see any progress at all. Well, there's no question it's going to be we the people uh, who will make the difference in, on all of this. But, uh, you know, it was, it's interesting. Uh, last week, uh, when uh, they came out with the companies most admired for compliance with ESG uh, requirements, and uh, Tesla was left off, <laughs> even though, you know, they were like the, the, the cheerleaders in the beginning uh, because of electric vehicles. And it shows you how all this is being used for political purposes. Elon Musk has become their enemy now uh, because, you know, he has awakened and uh, is seeing how things really are and wants to do something about it. And they don't like that very much. So <laughs> they don't, which is why they're attacking Elon. I'm, and by the way, many of the things on which they've attacked you and me, they, you know, they'll go after you from anything they can possibly come up with. 
uh, with Elon, they're coming after him now on some ridiculous claims. But he he is a he's a big threat to them because millennials love Elon Musk. And if Elon's and they they respect him, he's a very, very, you know, you don't you don't uh, try and advance the world to an interplanetary uh, race or you know, go to Mars or, or come up with electric vehicles because you're a dummy. I mean, this is a smart, smart guy. And I think millennials are saying, you know, he, he's out there calling the Democrats the party of hate. Uh, well, you know, that, that could have an impact and it should have an impact. Um, it, it's it's wonderful that he stepped up. He's a courageous, intelligent individual. I have nothing but respect for him. I don't agree with him on everything, but I don't agree with anybody on everything. And uh, you can't help but like the guy. Well, I, I agree with you. I, I always say if two people agree about everything, one of them isn't necessary. And, yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> and true. everybody is very important right now. And we'll be back in just a moment. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Well, we are back. You know, does... Growing a corporate conscience, as they call it, increase the bottom line, or is it ultimately bad for consumers, stakeholders, and the economy? Okay, so uh, let me ask, I I know you know the answer to this, so I'm just going to take it to your viewers. Do you really need an economist to tell you that if you implement high cost, low return environmental policies, radical environmental policies, that your profits are going to go down? Uh, you know, do you need an economist to tell you that? Do you need an economist to tell you that companies that focus on profit will be more profitable than companies that don't? <laughs> Obviously, if you're fo- it's hard enough to make a profit when you focus on it, let alone when you're focused on trying to change the world consistent with some leftist progressive agenda. So it, it will not help companies. I, I don't care what studies you see. I don't care what leftist econom, you know, economists you hear from. Just use your common sense. If you're running a business and you're trying to make a profit, will you be better able to do so if you concentrate on making a profit rather than concentrating on trying to be a politician and changing the exactly. world? I think the answer is fairly self-evident. I think so, too. And well, what about virtue signaling? Uh, can you explain to our listeners what it is and and does it work 
Well, there are, there are companies that try and, and make it look like they're good guys when it really doesn't mean anything. And I think people pick up on it. For example, think about the last time you went to a hotel and you saw that sign that said, we're green, you gotta love us, we're the greenest company, don't wash your towels. Just leave, leave them hung up on the rack. Do you honestly think that the company's trying to be greener because they don't want you to wash your towels? No, they wanna cut down on their laundering expense. So you've, you've got companies that do this kind of thing as a marketing ploy and try and look green. And maybe for some people it works. I, I think uh, I laugh at it when I see it. Uh, that doesn't really bother me so much. It's more, or like Nike using Colin Kaepernick. They, when, when they announced the results of the Colin Kaepernick ad, they didn't, Nike didn't come out and say, you know what? Our sales went down. This was a bad idea. You're gonna make less money. Your stock's gonna be worth less, but aren't we good guys? No, what they came out and said was, we used Colin Kaepernick in an ad. Our demographic, our target market loved it, and the profits went up. You know, these are, these are different ways that people try and look uh, woke so they can get the Larry Finks, the Black Rocks, the State Street, the Vanguards off their backs. Uh, but at the same time, they're really not woke. They're simply trying to make a profit. So that's different. That's different than somebody like Disney or Coke that are willing to screw up their entire business plan to try and accomplish some leftist political agenda. So there is a difference by company here. Well, you know, it was pretty interesting uh, that the disinformation agency has been disassembled. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you talk about disinformation, uh, how they tried to characterize the, uh, the Parents' Right and Educational Act in Florida as the don't say gay bill. And with the help of the media, you know, spread that around when it had nothing to do with don't say gay. And uh, do, you, do you think the corporations are going to learn from Disney's example? I mean, their shares declined 32.1% this year. And, uh, you know, their stock has taken about a $50 billion uh, devaluation. Uh, obviously, they're not doing their stockholders any favor. Um, do, you, do you think others are looking at this and, and gaining something? Yes, I do. Uh, and I, I'll tell you, one of the great examples of that would be an issue that's of concern to you and me, which is this abortion issue. With the release of the of the draft opinion in the Dodd case, looking like the court will overturn Roe versus Wade, you've had these PR agencies out there telling companies, don't talk about this. Now, now some companies like, I don't know, a few of the far left companies have announced that they're going to provide transportation for their employees. They're going to send them out of state, pay for their airfare and their abortions if, uh, if they're in a state that doesn't provide them, which would be an in interesting conversation with your employer, wouldn't it? Yeah, I need airfare to go get an abortion. But leaving that aside for the moment, other than those few corporations, you, you don't hear a lot of talk about this, uh, even from companies that have talked about other issues. And I think it's because they're, they're starting to realize that there are significant risks to being a woke corporation. There are significant risks to doing this. And it's things like the Job Creators Network has something called the Board, a Boardroom Initiative. I'm involved. I'm a director of the Job Creators Network. Have been since the beginning. Uh, and this is something Brad Anderson's involved with, who used to be the CEO at Best Buy, uh, and um, uh, Ed Renzi, who was the CEO at McDonald's. Uh, I'm involved trying to get the word out there that what these CEOs are doing actually damages ordinary Americans. It damages everyday people because. People depend on these stocks for their retirements, and anybody watching their 401ks lately, you know, who's looking to retire, you may be thinking about going back to work with the way that the stock market's going. So you want to invest in companies that go the right way. 
And then there's uh, another company I'm involved with called Second Boat Advisors that actually offers investment products that that uh, are that are consistent with conservative values. We actually have a, a pro-life fund. Uh, we have a pro-civil safe society fund, which is pro-Second Amendment and uh, anti uh, that and does not invest in companies that oppose border security or defunding the police. Uh, so we've we've and one, one and I'll tell you, people can there you can get them. It's not they're listed on the Chicago Board of Option Exchange. They're Aegis, E G I S, and Life L Y F E. Uh, you can um, uh, you can get them on Ameritrade, uh, but you can go to our website secondvoteadvisors.com and you'll get information on the company, which I think would be helpful. So we do have alternatives. We are you know the boardroom initiative is trying to educate people. Second Vote Advisors is trying to offer alternatives. Uh, there are other people out there that are trying to do the same kinds of things, and and it's working. Uh, there's not there, increasingly there's a price for being part of woke America, and we need to make the price heavier and more significant. Absolutely, I mean it, this country is, in fact, supposed to be about the people. <laughs> yes. Something happened. Well, and I, hopefully in November it, we're going to see just how much it's about the people. I think. I think Americans are incredibly upset. And how could you not be upset? Could you imagine we went from January of 2019, where you know where things were great, the administration you were in, the people that I was working with in the administration, we thought the work we were going to do this for another, you know, at least four or five yeah. years, uh, and and now we're 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 literally talking about a realistic possibility of World War Three. Forget the Abraham Accords and peace. World War Three, worldwide famine. Uh, babies in America can't get enough formula. The southern border almost doesn't exist, just allowing people in willy-nilly. This is, we, we've gone, and we're talking about stagflation, not just inflation, not just declining economic growth, but stagflation, a combination of both. This is an incredible turnaround, really in 18 months uh, since President Biden took office. And it's just, it, we need to change. This has to change. I hope by juxtaposing these things right next to each other, while it's fresh in people's minds, they can see that elections do have consequences, and that uh, oh, yes. that they need to be, you know, pretty careful about what they're doing. They got to spend a little bit of extra time evaluating uh, who they're voting for, evaluating where their dollars are going. And we'll come back to that theme in just a moment. We need to take another break. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Okay, everyone, 
Ben Carson here. We're back with Andy Puzner, and we're still talking about what's going on that makes sense in the corporate world today, the wokeness. And uh, is there anything that you can do about it? Is there anything that I can do about it? Us as Americans, recognizing that this country was designed around us, of, by, and for the people. Not of, by, and for the government. Not of, by, and for those who enforce ESG but for us, the people. One of the reasons that we've been so successful is because we had in place policies that encouraged entrepreneurship and innovation. And that's why the vast majority of life-changing inventions over the last couple of centuries have come out of the United States of America. Do we want to really change that environment? Or do we want to recognize the things that perhaps have not been perfect and learn from those things? Not try to cover them up, not try to bury them, but learn from those things and move forward and recognize that we, the American people, are not each other's enemies. And just inject a little common sense, a little love into what we're doing. Recognize the fact that when we get the people that we elect to be people who align with our values, things go much more smoothly. Don't be one of those people who goes in the voting booth and just looks for a name that looks familiar. Because if you do that, you're going to keep getting the same thing. You need to know who these people are, what their values are. And you should get involved with the companies also. You know, you get these little proxy things in the mail all the time. Look at them and find out who these people are and vote your values. That's how we bring things back once again. Andy, you have some closing remarks for us? Yeah, I would, I would just agree with everything you said. Look, we've got, we've got a federal election coming up uh, this November and then another one in 2024. But we've also got state elections and be very careful who you vote for in your state. There are some states where people are reacting to this attempt by financial elites to do what the government elites tried to do with socialism. The financial elites are trying to do with ESG investing. And we have, you know, races for governor, races for treasurer. The treasurers in states like Arizona, uh, Utah, uh, West Virginia have, have really taken action already. Idaho, uh, Texas are taking action against ESG investing. You need to find out if the people in your state are acting, and if they are acting, vote for and support them. And be careful what, where you invest and with who you invest. Now, we've got some uh, second vote advisors. We have some investment alternatives, and we hope you'll look, at least look into them to take advantage of them. With Job Creators Network, you've got a group that's willing to go out and educate people, let them know just how this affects their lives and how you can affect these companies. There's also a company out there called Second Vote Research that actually analyzes every company. And this is a not-for-profit. So you just go on, go, just go to Second Vote Inc. Uh, and they will tell you whether the companies you're, 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 uh, you're shopping at, the companies where you're buying products are, are liberal supporting or conservative or neutral. And you know, quite honestly, although I'm a conservative, I like going to neutral companies because I like companies that aren't focused on politics, whether it's politics on the left or the right. 
I certainly don't want them to act contrary to my values, but you know, neutral is okay. If you're focused on making a profit, you know, then I, I can support that. Uh, and so and you can find out how these companies are rated. So there are ways you can act and, uh, and you should act and, uh, and listen to uh, Dr. Carson's show because you're going to get a lot of good information here about what's going on in the world and you need to know. Well, thank you so much. Uh, we couldn't have had a better guest to talk about this than Andy Pudster. Well, thank you. It is absolutely spectacular. You know, I, I just thought of something as, as we sign off. And uh, the, the founder of Costco Wholesale uh, was talking one time, and he said, you know, my political views are, are my political views, but why would I put them out there and turn off half of my customers? Yep. <laughs> I thought that pretty practical. Well, that and, guy uh, who runs Coke and uh, Disney should have been listening to him. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I hope that you'll come back and join us again next week. Uh, you can go to Apple Podcasts uh, for all of you listeners, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts uh, so that you never miss an episode. Tell your family, tell your friends, because it's we, the people who will help America be successful and be great in the future. See you next week.